Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com, and thank you once again for joining us. You can follow us on Twitter, on our Twitter feed, at Enthusiacs, or our YouTube channel, Channel Enthusiacs, where all our video content and streams reside. I am Jeff, or Baron Fang, your usual host, and today I am joined by Jennifer. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I am excellent, and... Back once again is G-Man. How are you, G-Man? Good. I'm fine. Well, let's uh, hit it right up the top, what we've been playing lately. Uh, how about you, G-Man? What have you been playing? Um, Apart from uh, the game we're going to be talking about, I've been playing Ace Attorney and uh, Deus Ex. Oh, okay. Is there a, a latest Ace Attorney? I, I'm totally like got a blind spot. Uh, yes. Is there a new one out yes, right now? It's the Spirit of Justice. The brand new one. It's the sixth in the main series, eighth or ninth counting side spin-offs. No, tenth counting side spin-offs. Oh my god! All right, I was gonna say I figured there's like ten games at this point. It seemed like. Um, how about you, Jen? What have you been playing? I've actually been uh, recently getting back into a lot of city builders. So I've been playing Civ Five, Tropical Four, and I've been kind of replaying City Skylines again. It's been a while, so it's really nice getting back into that one because I just love it. Mm-hmm. Cool. I myself um, have been uh, diving into Transistor, which is a game I bought ages ago now and just have, uh, haven't got around to playing. And uh, yeah, really cool sort of narrative-driven action game with a sort of a turn-based twist to the combat really cool um kind of hard to pigeonhole the style of gameplay or the art style but uh really interesting and one that uh tony's been encouraging me to play for a while well uh let's get to the main topic uh, of today's uh, episode which is a game that gets mentioned in passing <laughs> a, a fair bit on this show uh but w- and we've been meaning to talk about uh in specific for a while and just haven't found the time up until recently so today's as good a time as any we're going to talk uh warframe uh normally when we're talking about games we're talking about a franchise uh per se uh this is a a rare case where we're talking about a specific game but then this is a bit of a different animal than most because uh warframe uh is an ongoing game like a lot of uh you know quasi mmos and doesn't really have iterative releases it just has updates in in perpetuity i suppose until mm. they decide to to do something else um but i also wanted to talk about warframe in, in the context of uh of free to play generally which we've talked about a bit in the past but this is a game that um does a lot of things right that other games that uh that do free to play don't so i'm just looking at it examining that and and, and seeing uh if if there's some pattern there that maybe other games can uh, can learn from, or whether this is just lightning in a bottle uh, and, a, and a game that really can't be uh, that success can't really be reproduced. Well, uh, for the uh, the benefit of anyone who doesn't really know uh, what Warframe is, um, and I might need you to jump in here and th- here and there, a G man, just to help me mm-hmm. with the description because this is a game that sometimes d- d- defies description. Giving some history, this is a game that uh, I personally, and I think yourself, G-Man, were introduced to uh, not long after it came out, maybe three or four months after it was in official release. I believe Um, either it's early open beta or the start of the opening up of its closed. I can't remember the exact time. One or the other, but it would have been uh, 2013. And it was described to us um, as... Kind of like ME3, Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, but with ninja abilities. And that's kind of the extent of the sell job that we had from a, <laughs> from a friend about what it represented. And it, and it was actually kind of a, a good, succinct way of talking about it because we were all playing Mass Effect 3 multiplayer at that point. And it was um, probably the closest thing that you'd be able to do. To, to, to mention that would make any sense because I, I don't know about you two but I had never played anything quite like it prior to that so that that kind of tip kind of hooked me um, and and, I've, and and the other thing that I heard about a lot of, about it was that the speed was just amped up <laughs> and I think that's fair to say that that's true as yeah. well um, I, I think digital extremes the company that makes the game would kind of uh, describe it as uh, uh, an, a four-player Online multiplayer co-op MMO 
with our ask with our some RPG elements <laughs> <laughs> as well. Um, and increasingly, it's been getting more and more cinematic content too. So it, there is quite a bit of what would be traditionally considered single player content mixed in there as well. But um, a game that's kind of hard to pigeonhole. <laughs> Um, and just to give you some idea of the background, uh, essentially the, uh, the name Warframe comes from the, uh, the suits that the uh, player or player character operate, which are these weird sort of biotech uh, suits that give the user uh, abilities that are well beyond that of a, a typical soldier. It's in a sort of a dark and grim future, and that's not to go to Warhammer 40K, but it is a reasonably sort of dystopian look at the solar system. Interestingly, I, I don't know whether this is uh, something unique to YouTube, but this is one of the few sort of science fiction space setting games I've ever played that is totally confined to Earth's solar system. Aren't they normally like, you know, um, these pan-galactic sort of games? This is, that kind of struck me as depends, odd that it was really it just a solar on, system. It depends on the sci-fi you consume, because... Uh, if mm. if it's uh, a hard sci-fi universe, and I've read a couple of books, then mm. it's quite reasonable for it to be stuck within the soul system. But yeah. uh, if you lighten it, if it becomes a bit more soft sci-fi, then mm. it is very rare that it's going to be... It's not going to include at least one or two different... Uh, you know, solar systems that, that humanity is also yeah. colonized, like Alpha Centauri or so on and so forth. So it, it yeah. depends on the style of sci-fi you're rolling, yeah. it, which makes Warframe kind of weird because it's a soft sci-fi universe parroting hard sci-fi, <laughs> hard sci-fi planetary lock-ins. Yeah, and yet it also has a lot of very mystical-sounding, vaguely ninja-type stuff going on as yeah. well. So. It's a, a very interesting style. So the setting of the game is basically a lot of different planets, dwarf planets and moons within our solar system. Um, interesting to see whether that will ever change. Uh, the game certainly hints at a, a universe beyond uh, Earth, for sure, in in ways that I won't uh, spoil for the podcast, but interesting setting. Um, it's a, I, I don't believe it's ever said what year it is or how far in the future is, but basically uh, the former sort of empire centered on Earth, centered on Earth, has long fallen, and there's now remaining factions uh, of the Grenier who are essentially uh, the the uh, uh, I would say ancestors, but that doesn't really hold true with clones uh, of of genetic clone warriors uh, that have basically taken over much of the. Uh, the origin system, uh, the corpus, which are, uh, a, uh, a, a human run, but, uh, very technologically advanced sort of, uh, trader merchant guild that use a lot of robotics and are uh, essentially driven by greed. And then the third evil faction is, uh, is the infested faction, which are not that basic, hard to understand. Basic. If you've ever played things like Warhammer 40 K, etc. they're sort of or, a, uh, or halo. Or or Halo, yeah. They're, they're sort of a a, a bio f- <laughs> faction. Tyranids, yeah. Zerg, uh, mm-hmm. the oh god, I can't remember what they're called in Halo now. The Flood. The Flood, yeah. Enemy enemies like that, uh, sort of a mindless hive type uh, enemy to kind of contrast the other two. And uh, you, as the player faction, being the Tenno, uh, which is uh, curiously, both the singular and the plural uh, are a faction that are trying to sort of fight to uh, um, save the system, I guess, or <laughs> do the best they can to, f- to push back against the darkness, so to speak. Uh, so without going into too much more detail, that's sort of the end setting. Uh, the Technologically speaking, it's reasonably advanced, and yet a lot of the weaponry in the game is very primitive looking, at least in appearance. So you, it, you've got a lot of guns and swords uh, <laughs> going on, which uh, might not make a lot of sense at first blush, but if you read the lore of the game, it actually is explained in a sort of interesting way. And then you, you have abilities that are almost, as I said before, sort of spiritual or magical in power. So that whole initial sort of space ninjas with guns and swords description that we got sort of holds true. Um the detail is well. This is a game that has a lot of depth, to say the least, in in terms of weaponry, in terms of lore. Uh, it's uh, it's a bunny hole that you can fall pretty far down. Um, I, I might just start by asking, uh, 
what were your th- uh, two initial impressions of the game? I mean, G-Man, you started fairly early. Did I, uh, it hook you fairly early on? Yes, actually, I just I just looked up, and judging by the fact that uh, it came out in uh, the the frames that we played with, like Excalibur, Mag, Vault, and Loki, came out mm. in 2012. We were playing it at least prior, at least around that time. Wow. Okay. So. Did, did it grab your interest pretty early on? Very I mean, uh, so. particularly from the recommendations of people that had also played Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, the, the whole four-player squad, uh, which is the core of the gameplay and it's never really changed. Uh, it wasn't hard to, to uh, get the appeal. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and, and how about you, Jen? I mean, it, it was a game that uh, you had an opportunity to play co-op. Yeah. That was probably your number one <laughs> sort of hook. Yeah. But beyond that, what was the uh, what was it that grabbed you? Well, I mean, I, I feel like I have to start this off by saying that I do love the game, obviously, and we'll get more into that. But when I was when I first heard about it, and Jeff, I think you were the first person to really describe what it was like. Mm. My first thought was, I'm not going to like this. I've always been one to really avoid multiplayer in pretty much every game. Mm. Before I met all you guys, who are all gamers, I can hook up with online and play. You know, like it's 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 easy to have friends to play with. Before that. My experiences playing online were usually Mixed. with, well, no, <laughs> mostly negative. I, I had bad luck. I usually ended up with really rude, nasty, just vile, immature. I just hated the experience. So, but then once I met everyone, you know, we pl- we were playing Mass Effect multiplayer. I kind of, I saw how much fun it could be to play a game like that with a group of friends. So mm-hmm. I was still really hesitant when you told me about Warframe, but. You know, I gave it a shot when I got my new laptop last July, and I was hooked very, very early on. Mm. And I loved that it. At first, you know, I was thinking it was just going to be like an online shooter. Like, I mean, I hate to say this, but I find games like Halo mm-hmm. online to be kind of boring. I love the depth. I love the, you know, the RPG elements that it does have. Mm-hmm. And so that grabbed me really early on. And I mean, I have like 800 hours logged now. So, yeah, yeah. it grabbed me, and it 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 holds on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and and for me, uh, you know, I I had played multiplayer in the past, and I'd kind of uh, I'd kind of soured on competitive like uh, PVE, I guess, multiplayer. Um, got a little bit of a taste playing Mass Effect, and, and the ability to be able to play sort of uh, uh, sorry. I, I'd soured on PvP multiplayer and the chance to that. be able to play, chance to be able to play a bit of PvP stuff, uh, whether in a in a matching a, a squad matching scenario or with a, a group of friends, was appealing. And the the game really does uh, allow you to uh, really tailor your experience as a as a as a four, uh, a group of four. Um, to, to be really quite a, uh, an effective uh, group uh, if if you play your cards right, um, I some of you know my my best experiences fondest experiences with the game have always been in in those sorts of groups. Now that's uh, that's not to say for the listener that you can't play the game on your own quite a bit. Um, needless to say, you do need to kind of uh, get better <laughs> in order to be able to do some of the things on your own that you would otherwise rely on people. But the yeah. matching system is pretty robust, and uh, I found the player base, as has Jen, to be pretty good. Oh, I mean, yeah. the community, we'll get into the community a little bit later, too, but I have to say the community of players is. Uh, Compared to some of my other uh, past game, uh, experiences with multiplayer online, um, pretty pretty stand up, oh, yeah. I have to say. Uh, is and and yes. have you found that going far back too, G Man? Yeah. Um, after all, my first experiences with multiplayer were coming from Call of Duty, which, as you know, has <laughs> oh, a no. famed yeah. and varied reputation for, uh, shall there. we say, friendliness. Though yeah. uh, it's not quite as bad as it uh, as they make out or at least it wasn't when i originally started playing but i found i've always found warframes community to be a bit uh, friendly it does seem to be as of late getting a bit more snippy but that generally seems to come from the older players which is kind of a little odd but mm. uh, but it's more or less holding out to be quite a pleasant community so long yeah. as you avoid the forums yeah. <laughs> so, 
it, it, another thing that's very important to mention about this game, and, and one thing that you know it doesn't make it unique, but it, it is um, it is definitely a factor that's worth noting is Warframe is a free to play game, which for me is why I would recommend almost anyone you know give it a try. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like high high speed action games. You might as well try it. It's not going to cost you anything to see whether you like it or not. Yes. And uh, for for new players, although, and we'll get to this, there is quite a steep learning curve compared to the learning cl- curve of a few years ago. <laughs> you're you're in relatively good hands, uh, and, and you're not going to be completely drowning like it was back in the day. Um, Though that said, this is relative. All things relative, it's nowhere near yeah. the uh, learning curve of some games shall we say. yeah so uh, you know yeah. expect a middling to hard difficulty not because the systems are complicated in and of themselves they're just kind of poorly explained in game yeah, yeah. It, and it, it is a game i have to give credit to that it, it rewards uh your efforts to learn it um it, it's a game that uh it's when you do things right whether it's modding and 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 changing your guns and your loadouts you will notice the difference you will you will get better results you'll notice you're you're not gonna you're not gonna accidentally get better at warframe <laughs> you're, you know you're you're going to uh, it's going to be clear when you've done something right and the game does tend to point you in the direction when you have um so it is a uh, like a lot of other uh free-to-play games it has a two currency sort of economy credits being what you can earn in game from just playing and then platinum which is the actual currency that you purchase with real money the premium currency the premium currency so to speak uh now it would be it would be overgeneralizing to say that most of the stuff that uh that you can buy that you can't get any other way is cosmetic uh that being said there are like a lot of free-to-play games, there's some truth to the you-can-get-things-done-faster-if-you-throw-real-money-at-it type <laughs> model, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah, um, is that fair to say? The Probably yeah. the best example would be, would you say, the Equinox Warframe, which was introduced about a year or two ago. Mm. Um, basically, that's a Warframe made up of two separate Warframes. Each Warframe generally has to be constructed of four separate parts, which take 12 hours. So mm-hmm. even if you get everything right, you have to build for at least half a day, and then a Warframe itself takes three days. Three full days, yeah. And then to build <laughs> the final Warframe, which is the one that you use, takes another three days. So between yeah. it, if you're doing that linearly, you're looking at nine and a half days, no matter yeah. what. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, six and a half days, no matter what. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas so, and yet, just... and yet, you can buy that frame with real money if you wanted to just, you know, fast forward to the good parts, so to speak. Um, and as new frames are introduced, uh, as with any new weapons, items, etc., they're always available for purchase. Uh, Warframe, as many of these online games, has a very robust market system. Um, but a lot of what uh, advanced players will find that they're spending money on is as uh, cosmetic stuff. Um, I mean, can either of you make any sort of comparison in terms of the customization? Compare Warframe to another action game. Is it more customizable? Less? Are you are you impressed with the level of customization? I have to say that it's definitely improved over the years. Um, is it is it worth it? To, for like Jen, for you, you're you're somebody who obviously puts a great deal of care into customization with <laughs> a do. lot of games. How do, how do you feel about Warframe system? Do, does it feel like it's rewarding in that sense? Oh, definitely. I mean, you guys know because you, you always see my frames decked out in different colors. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I love that aspect. And I, I don't think I've personally played many games that were that good and that detailed and change the accent color and change this and get a different helmet and get, you know, a different skin for that frame to make them look different. And I just, I I find at least for me, and this might seem kind of petty, but I find that it keeps me from getting bored. It's Mm -hmm. honestly like, it seems like insignificant, but it's really nice to just look at something new and shiny (laughs) while you're playing, you know? So yeah, yeah, I think it's really fun. I have a feeling the rest of the community feels that way. Every time a new deluxe skin, which will radically alter the appearance of mm-hmm. a frame, comes out, 
it gets the whole community in quite a Twitter. It's uh, <laughs> it, it, no pun intended. <laughs> it, it's uh, and a lot of work goes into this stuff too. And, yeah. and increasingly, and I don't know if this is necessarily unique. The community is involved in a lot of this stuff, and some of the uh, material that cosmetic material you can buy is actually designed by contest win- winners yes. in the uh, Tenogen faction as well too. So um, interesting way to deal with it. But this stuff is all optional, um, and it. It is also worth noting that there's quite a bit of cosmetic stuff that you can get for nothing or for a little bit of effort. For example, a special helmet may come across that you need to beat a mission to get, that sort yes. of thing. Um, um, it would be probably most accurate to say that uh, there are certain subsets of everything that can be acquired via... Christ, what would you say? Uh, via trying to feel the word for it now via just simple effort uh, like yeah. sedanas uh, sedanas yeah. uh, and so on and so forth but there are items that are almost purely exclusively uh no premium I, content whatever yeah. you want to call it yeah generally that would be the skins the skins are yeah freemium only unfortunately uh, whereas yeah. almost everything else has some variant in some form that's purchasable via effort such as uh, the armor pieces which can be purchased from barracatia or yeah the sedanas which can be purchased from the syndicates or so on and so forth yeah even your ships now have have got the ability to be able to be upgraded mm-hmm. cosmetically and recently uh even little things like holster position for weapons too. It's just really cool that they've thought of uh, th- this stuff as as you know as something that a player might want to be able to actually customize for themselves. It's it's it almost harkens back to some really you know old school t- sort of tabletop RPGs you know where y- you've got you've got a player that really can customize every little fine detail about how their their characters uh, look. And of course in a game where there's you know. 30 plus frames that's a lot of customization times a lot of <laughs> potential yeah. uh, ways to play the game so um it, i think if there if i've got one word to describe what it is that keeps me going back to warframe it's the variety of the experiences and of the you know the the fact that the game plays so much differently depending on what frame you're using depending on which uh missions you're playing um I mean, we all three of us here have put in many hundreds of hours, and I'm into the four-digit mark myself. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, Jimmy, for you, what is what is it that keeps you coming back? And 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 we should mention this is a game that all three of us have stepped away from for relatively long periods well, of time uh, to go back to. We both. Well, I got in judging from again from the release list because I had to look this up because I couldn't remember. I. <laughs> went in fairly early when there are perhaps only five or six frames the default frames and <laughs> it was uh, almost two or three years before I came back or fully properly yeah. and actually playing it in any right. sort of depth I'd come back a little bit seeing like oh these are very nice improvements enjoyed them and then kind of just dropped it which yeah uh, but it's only within say the last six to eight months that I've gone back properly and consumed as much as I could, as fast as yeah. I could. <laughs> yeah. I, I, myself, I myself took almost a year off at one point and then about five or six months at another point. Mm-hmm. And it, it really is a game that as it and, – and a lot of MMOs are like this, this isn't, isn't new. A lot of MMOs type games evolve slowly over time. You know, Releases will mean new weapons, new characters, new quests, etc. Uh, if you step away from Warframe for four or five months, you, you might feel like you need to study up. <laughs> I, 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 for one thing, uh, I left during the period in which syndicates and stuff were introduced. And when I came back, I felt like I had to almost hit the books to kind of <laughs> come to grips with what had happened. Yeah. Uh, well, I when I left... Uh, Rainbow, Rainbow modding was still viable, and <laughs> uh, which really showcases damage 1.0 was still a thing. So yeah. was movement 1.0 stuff. Uh, I think we were talking about the star chart 2.0, and the void wasn't really a thing either. So right, wow. right. So and a lot of the aer- acrobatic techniques that are you know standard in the game no. weren't there two and three years ago. Uh, you know? No, they were standard only in one Warframe, Zephyr. Ah, uh, okay. Zephyr, yeah. Right. And Zephyr right. only came in about a year and a half uh, after the game was yeah. released. So 
it's not just you know additional stuff that's being added to the game. The game itself is evolving in quite significant ways. Uh, you know, the damage system is now on its second iteration. The movement system is on its second. The star chart is now on its three point one. I think you'd call it three point. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a it's a game that sort of listens to its community. There's uh, there's actually something well, called the design council that's involved in. Relatively speaking, they listen to the community. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some some of them would argue against that. Yeah. Well, look, uh, the the proof in the pudding there is that there are some there are some changes that that have definitely come directly out of sort of long term complaints about you know why does this have to be there? Why does that have to be there? I think the best example of that is a lot of action titles have something you might call a stamina bar, which allows you to run in short bursts or things like that. Warframe actually used to have that, and at one point they just decided it was just holding back the experience, and sure enough, they took it out, and now you can yeah, run like uh, a mad crazy idiot. It, res- <laughs> it restricted your agility, and it restricted your ability to use melee, so people got tired of it, and yeah. eventually it was phased out to 2.0, I believe. Yeah. So this is a game, as I mentioned before, that runs in free-to-play, and, uh, you know, is a pretty big success story considering how you know D went from a relatively small developer to now having you know venture capital companies having a stake in it. Uh, what is it? I'll start with you, G Man. What is it about this particular free-to-play model that that works so well? Is it is it that they're they managed to to walk that fine line of of the cynical purchases versus the optional? I mean, I for me, I think they do it better than just about anyone. But maybe you've got more free-to-play experience than I do. Um, not as much, thankfully, as you might uh, expect. But I do have a little bit more experience. Um, basically, from from what I felt is that it's the content is mm-hmm. definitely the fact that they kept updating. Yes, uh, mm. uh, admittedly, I am one of those ones who dropped it fairly early on because I felt the, the mechanics were a bit rough. But it's the fact that they have kept updating it and the pace of updates has been about one major co- content increase at least every two weeks. It keeps me playing. I think yep. that's one of the big takeaways is that you can't just have rest on your laurels for like a month or two. You have to keep releasing content some mm-hmm. in some fashion and you know it's one of the big things that changes it from like playing as mmo like say uh <clears throat> uh wild star which was probably the last big mmo i got into before playing the mmo-esque uh warframe uh was mm-hmm. like it just its content release just rest of its laurels for a month and a half and i just got well you know it sounds bad but i just got bored you know, yeah. you have to pay a subscription, <laughs> so you expect a content. And the fact that they released yeah. so much content for free, you know, provided you're willing to put the effort in, was good. I think yeah. it's a big takeaway. Yeah, and it's and it's been consistent, and I actually think it's been getting better. I mean, as as I've mentioned, you know, we're actually now getting cinematic quests now, not mm-hmm. like not constantly, and I think we'd all like the pace of those to increase <laughs> a little bit, possibly at the expense of some uh, some other things, because the story is another thing that's keeping people coming back to this game. There's, They're it, it's actually a, developing a story and backlore now rather than... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, and it's a story that's kind of got people hooked and it, and they've been drop, they've been dropping hints about certain things over the years and, and it's, you know, it, every new cinematic quest that comes out, it's another sort of uh, potential twist or another thing that's been revealed um that, that's got people coming back I, ha- I have to imagine there are some people that probably only play it around the times of the major content updates um and, and then the people like myself who tend to play <laughs> fairly steadily in between as well but uh but you know it's a combination of those big updates and little ones that keep people interested um and and as far as you know uh, as as a successful financial model i mean i've probably dropped somewhere around you know if i added it up over the years i've been playing i've maybe dropped 100 bucks total on the game which over three and a half years pretty good really yes <laughs> you know i mean some subscription models you're going to have to pay a lot more for that some some uh, some console models you got to pay you know half that per year just to be able to have the uh <laughs> the privilege of playing anything much less i'm uh, sorry of buying anything much less playing anything um is it is, is it, i mean jen you're not really playing any other free-to-play games that i that i know of is uh is this the sort of game that to you just justifies 
periodic purchases now and then just because there's new stuff there. Yeah, I mean, it is funny you say that because I forgot to mention earlier, I actually did recently dabble in Star Trek Online, but, mm. you know, just for a little bit, so I certainly wouldn't judge it or say how, how good it is at really anything. I just played it for maybe an hour or two. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I've definitely spent more than you have in my, like, what, year and a half now of playing it. Yeah. But the great thing for me is that Yes, I've thrown a lot of money at it, but not an obscene amount. And yeah. a lot of it was simply because I wanted to. I didn't feel yeah. like my hand was forced. I didn't feel like I wouldn't get a good experience if I didn't. Mm. You know, a lot of a lot of the the game will reward you just for playing and for, you know, farming as we all call it. So, yeah, yeah I've I've spent quite a bit of money, but I I'm not at all salty about that. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I really like what they've done. And you guys were mentioning, um, like, all the quests and everything. I'm someone who actually gets very bored with games very easily. Yeah. So, to me, I mean, I'm still shocked that I've played this game for, like, 800 hours. But it's because, like Jimin was saying, you know, it's like at least every couple weeks you'll get an update. And then these cinematic quests. And to me, mm. they they release new frames often enough. And then a new prime frame. And it's just... There's a lot that will keep me coming back, and I'm on a break right now, but I'm sure before I know it, something's going to reel me back in. Yeah, well, probably the next quest, actually. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And and they're actually pretty good at uh, peppering, uh, you know, freebies, like seasonal freebies and events as well. Um, And sometimes Mm -hmm. even weekends where you get things like double experience, double credits, that sort of thing to, to, you know, encourage you to... uh, spend a bit of time on the weekend playing as well. Um, now, this is a game that people are playing, you know, are all around the world, um, and the matching system, you know... I believe can, can the last up... count of its player base from Wired was 26 million registered. I don't I don't know how many active at any one time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and again, I don't know how that compares to a, a game like Warcraft, etc., but I, I have to admit, uh, in, in my experience, it's been one of the more uh, interesting and invested and, and passionate sort of communities I've ever seen. Uh, and, and I think D themselves probably have a fair bit of credit for cultivating that. Um, they've got community managers who are sort of the public face of the game. Uh, in the case of <laughs> in the case of the actual community manager, not only is she the public face of the game, but she's actually in the game too, <laughs> which adds a layer of immersion that's that's sometimes inter- interesting. I have to admit, uh, I, I think I speak for Jen. It was quite an experience meeting the Lotus herself. <laughs> she's so cool. <laughs> she was so nice. Yeah, I, I felt a little starstruck. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I just... I, I have to say, a, a lot of communities out there have community management and, and interact with their community. I think D does it probably better than most. Um, I, there's a lot of really bad stories out there of community managers being um, overly political, overly obtrusive, uh, and and not just uh, in, encouraging people to experience the game, but al- almost uh, wanting to engineer the community around it. And sort of DE just kind of, they just kind of run with it. A, a lot of the in jokes and stuff have become part of the game. Anyone who's ever downloaded the app for Warframe on their fa- phone knows that a lot <laughs> of the terminology, like greedy milk and stuff like that, uh-huh. that God knows where Space that came Mom. from, have become Space Mom. They've all just become part of the game. And this is stuff that's just sort of grown out of the player interaction. Yeah. Um, they even have their own, and, and again, this isn't unique, but they even have their own uh, little conventions. They, they had a, a VIP event in uh, in the UK and Birmingham recently, uh, which is uh, for the uh, upper crust, like the G-mans of the world who are founders <laughs> for the game. Uh, and the um, and then, you know, actual te- TennoCon, which I think they've held twice now, uh, w- which had 1,100 people at it. Uh, and, you know, for a game that's got people distributed around the world, that's pretty impressive, uh, <laughs> I have to say. Um, so yeah, if you're look on the outside looking in, uh, know that your you know investment in time is is if you want to be involved in an interesting community, there certainly is one. It's just a question of uh, how far you want to go down the rabbit hole. The game itself, as I mentioned before, you can do a lot on your own. Uh, one system, uh, the clan system, that does sort of encourage player interaction does have an effect on player progression. Uh, I think that's one area, G-Man, I guess, that you could sort of argue you can't really avoid 
the uh, other character no, no, uh, aspect? Not really. Uh, yeah. If you want some of the weapons or so on and so forth. Even a couple frames. Some upgrades as well, too, actually, are, are, are sort of buried under that layer. Um, yeah. Fortunately, though, uh, I would say, um, and granted, I didn't have to go through this. I, I had friends who started a clan, but I would say without uh, the, the, a player who wants to join a clan is going to be able to find one without too much difficulty uh, if they spend a little bit of time in either forums or chats, etc. Um, there are always new clans popping up. There's always uh, player turnover as well. So um, if you need the bare minimum clan activity, you're, you're going to find it out there without too much uh, too much trouble. And uh, you might even luck, luck out and get able to join a clan that has a, you know, a nice, well-decorated hall with doodads <laughs> all over the place and stuff uh, and, and get to enjoy some of the uh, you know, additional cosmetic benefits <laughs> of the game that you can't see as a single player. Um, I mentioned before that this is a game that's uh, been evolving from the start. Um, Gmana, is there a particular change that they've made along the way that's your sort of favorite or the best thing that you think they've done to to improve the game since the start that you can think of? Uh, I would say movement. The movement Mm. system is a lot more free-flowing. It's a lot more organic. Because, you know, these maps, they're not small maps, and they're procedurally generated, which means you will be seeing certain things repeated over and over again. And when you just yeah. want to play the game, you kind of just don't want to be stuck waiting five seconds for your stamina to recharge so you can start running. Yeah. Plus, it's just so cool what you can do when you don't have those limits, you yeah. know, on on you. Like, you can... If you get good at this game, you can do some pretty ridiculous maneuvers. How about you, Jen? Is there any one thing that they've sort of altered or adjusted over the time you've been playing that's that's sort of the your favorite sort of improvement? Honestly, not really. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been in it nearly as long as you guys have, so I haven't seen these drastic changes. They, mm. not too long ago, you know, overhauled the whole uh, void system where you, you know, you get void parts. And I, I honestly kind of miss the old way a little bit more, but I think what they've done, you know, it's not bad. It's, it's just different. So it's a little, it's a little less grindy too, which is always an issue with games like this too. Yeah, um, they but, shifted yeah. the grind as much as anything. Yeah. They just changed yeah. it, right? A lateral move, maybe. So, <laughs> yeah, lateral, lateral <laughs> yeah. is probably the truth. Yeah. Actually, no, I do like the star map better than the way it used to be. Mm. I, I just like the fact that the star map is uh, is so much more alive now. Yes, that is. Uh, I, I, I admit, for I, I have to admit, for a new player, certain things about it might be a little bit confusing, but I do like that you can see how okay to get to here, I have to get through here first. And I like how it's a little more visually interesting too. So, mm-hmm. kind of a cool. Fancier. Plus, uh, you know, yeah. Plus, it. Um, you know, at some point maybe they'll uh, they'll start to actually uh, um, make it so that it's it's uh, it's interesting to navigate from from for a player who actually starts day one. Um, I I haven't had that experience, and somebody who's just starting it now might have a different opinion on that. But uh, that could be sort of a. a 4.0 change for me i'd have to say that the favorite change uh, that they've made is uh is uh, the recent adjustments to uh, allowing your mastery rank which is sort of your player level uh to allow you to uh, lo- uh level and improve weapons in a, a little faster with a little less yes. headaches that that has made the sort of gr- some of the grindier portions of improving your weapons and and uh, frames to be a little less painful than it used to be um because you know this is a game where you might have to level a weapon multiple times based on a system that I won't, you know, spend too much time talking about. So the fact that they've added that degree of flexibility is just a godsend. Um, I, I mentioned the, the, the phrase lightning in a bottle earlier on. Um, G-Man, this model that seems to be working pretty well, and it's not perfect. Um, is is the Warframe model something that other games could use? I think... Uh, or, or is this just, just a unique situation and it couldn't be duplicated? Um, the model itself isn't really unique. Uh, you know, the whole pay for cosmetics, get everything else, the currency will speed things up. It's a common enough model in free-to-play games. The setting and the feel of it itself is probably something that's only ever going to strike this once i would say mm, yeah you know i don't i don't think you can have it so have this 
dr- uh, this happen again. Because, mm. you know. Yeah. Well, how about you, Jen? I mean, uh, fast forward years from now when there's no Warframe, could you see another game that sort of uses these techniques and, and this system grabbing your attention again? Or is this is this something you don't think could really be duplicated? Well, I'm hesitant to, to say one way or the other because, I mean, I feel like right now there's a game out that's gotten mixed reviews from, you know, different people I know, but like a lot of people will also compare Destiny to Warframe. Mm-hmm. And since I've only ever played the demo for a while, I can't really speak on it, but I feel like it it does seem like it has a lot of the same aspects. So, I want to say it's definitely possible. Now, I didn't have a whole lot of fun with the Destiny demo and I didn't keep playing it. So even though it like it may still have a lot of the same components, it might mm. not strike me the same way. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it would be really hard to duplicate it because I feel like it's a combination of all these things and it's like everything coming together perfectly to mm. get someone who would shy away from MMOs to be yeah. And I know it's not exactly MMO in the full sense, but you know, it's it's yeah. it's a special game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I think uh I think the only other way a game like this could get made again in quite the same way is if a triple A publisher were to get behind it. The problem is is that a triple A publisher would do wrong a lot of the things that D has done right. I think uh, I think it would they would manage to be a lot more cynical with the purchases. I think you'd find the economy would probably more tilted to their advantage. Uh, I, I think a, a large company would be too tempted to be overly greedy and oh, kill yeah. the golden goose before <laughs> before it managed to get off the line. I have to imagine that DGD were in a hole at some point before this well, game started to reach a critical mass. Well, uh, from what I've been told. Um, Prior to the release of this game, it was their last roll of the dice so much they had maybe... And this is from an article I read a a while ago. Yeah. They had maybe a month, two or three months worth of uh, money left. And that was if they downsized their staff. So they had to fire maybe 20 or... I think it's between 20 and 50% of their staff. And they were like, if we roll this out quick as we can, we might get some money. And if Mm -hmm. we can start rolling that quickly enough... It, we might survive, but mm-hmm. it was very much a if this does not succeed, we fail. Yeah, wow. yeah, and I, I think you know sometimes that that desperation can kind of make for some interesting choices and some passion and stuff that you might not get elsewhere. You know, like like uh, like B- uh, Bungie. Uh, um, sorry, is it Activision that's behind uh, Destiny, or uh, is it just is it 100% Bungie? Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, a, a, a big successful company like Bungie, I mean, I, I, it'd be it'd be sort of in, incorrect to say that they can afford for it to fail, but they're they're lively, you know, the, the company's not going to disappear if it doesn't work. They'll move on to something else. Uh, a company like this, interesting that they uh, were able to make some of those decisions, even knowing that they were staring down the barrel <laughs> like that. I think that's um, one of the things that all of us fans sense too is that the people that you know, like we see Rebecca and uh, Megan on the prime times, like you get the sense that all of them, that at least that you know, are in the public eye somewhat. Mm love the game and i think a lot of that like fondness comes from the company struggling so much to get it going and i think that is a very unique situation that will probably not happen again like you said if it's Mm. some big title big company triple a title game like that where they try to duplicate it i just feel like there's not it's not going to be a labor of love in the same way yeah yeah Yeah. if you can survive without this succeeding then you know the the desperation. You know to do it. You know it can it can make it better. It sharpens the senses because you know how important it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, yeah. and um, as well, I don't think if they didn't care as much, then they might not play the game. Because I know that, uh, you know, again, Rebecca actually still plays this game quite oh, yeah. quite yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, some um, of the other devs don't at the moment, but you know. A fair few of them have played this, and they know what it's like. Yeah. Well, uh, it would be uh, a waste for us not to get into some specifics about the game, so why don't we uh, jump into some of that stuff? Uh, How about uh, favorite Warframe? Mm. Uh, How about you, Jen? (laughs) My favorite is Frost. I I think he was one of my first, like one of the earlier ones that I got when I first started playing. 
And mm. I was so excited to get it because I knew I would love him. But he's just my go-to. Like when I when I know a mission's going to be a little bit tougher, or you know, we're doing like a sortie, which you know they're definitely higher level. He's just mm-hmm. he's my go-to guy, and I love that it's yeah. it's it has both offensive and defensive abilities. I don't worry about dying every three seconds like some really squishy frames are. Um, but you can also do a lot of damage with Avalanche. And then, of course, yeah. you have your Snow Globe, which is just brilliant for defensive missions. Or if you're in a tough mission and someone keeps going down on your mm-hmm. team, you can just throw up a Snow Globe and revive them and you're protected. So there's a lot of great utility to him. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy playing all the elemental frames, but yeah, Frost is a really well-rounded Ember, one. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, G-Man? Uh, who would be your favorite? Tough choice. I've played mm. nearly everyone, and I've played nearly everyone for long periods of time at some point. Um, mm-hmm. You know, screw it. I'm just going to say classic. It's Excalibur Prime. <laughs> mm. Why not? Yes, the the one that no one else can get. <laughs> yeah, the one that I, shows I was sad enough to spend quite yeah. a bit of cash on this when it was starting out. Yeah. But, no, it's a really nice Warframe. It's a good reminder of, uh, you know, when the game was just starting out and the concept of Prime Warframes would be, oh, no, they're totally going to be cosmetic and they're not going to be superior to the original Warframe in any sense of the word, ever. <laughs> we swear yeah. 100% no jokes. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, the game the, the, and the, the game is now of a very much of a two-tier system where there are frames and then there's the better versions of them and the effort and investment in getting the better ones yeah, is is either yeah, either time or money, one or the other. It's up to, it's your choice. Uh for me it's a pretty easy one, uh Oberon, uh I, I, one that I didn't play early on, but when I sort of found it after a year or two of, of playing it, it quickly became uh, a favorite of mine and also reasonably well-rounded, if imperfect, admittedly so. And uh, I, I think it's got the best cosmetic uh, upgrade uh, of any frame oh, in that, the game. that prime skin is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, this this I, view is, is when you take the time to mock Jeff for his pad. <laughs> a lot has, of strong feelings about Oberon in the game. Yes, uh, uh, Roboron has the reputation for being, despite the fact that the starter frames are, well, you'd expect them to be the most boring frames in the game, aren't. Roboron has the reputation of being the most boring frame in the game, excluding mm. Roboron. Except, uh, sorry, not Broberon. Yeah, no, Broberon. Uh, no, no uh, B- Borbin. Borbin, that's... Borbin, yes. Excluding Borbin, but Borbin's been yeah. fixed recently, so nope, yes. Broberon is the shit. There's, there's, hope, there's hope for him yet <laughs> if even Borbin can get an if upgrade. If Borbin can get an upgrade, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, our friend Broberon can get one as well, but for the moment yeah. it remains the bottom tier of Warframes, at least as considered by quite a number of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about uh, favorite weapons, Jen? Any any couple that uh, really stand out for you? I gotta just say Soma Prime. I mean, <laughs> when I first discovered the Soma itself, I just felt, I was just giddy. And then when I got the Prime, I mean, there's no going back from that. I love the Voltor, <laughs> too. But, uh, yeah. And, oh, and the, the uh, Sancti Tigress. Oh, yeah, yeah. After, yeah. like, months and months and months of G-Man telling me I had to get it, I finally did. And that, that weapon is phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah. I have, like, three. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. How about you, G-Man? What, are, what would you be yours? Now, I don't want to say Tonko because that's something of a meme. I'm going to say probably Skana. Uh, Skana Prime, Skana Prisma. It's the first melee weapon you get. And mm-hmm. despite that, it's still one of the better melee weapons you can use. And yeah. it's got a very nice, simple kind of design, but you can tell it's a bit futuristic because it's a little out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've always been a really big fan of, of the Orthos, uh, just the way it slices and dices and <laughs> can cut through shoes. Or maybe that's something I saw late on TV one night that I'm getting it mistaken <laughs> with. Uh, but also, I, I've grown very, very fond over time of the Pyrana, which is basically just a very high damage hand auto shotgun that uh, just rips things to shreds. And the more you upgrade it, the more ridiculous it gets. And it also looks really cool. It kind of it kind of looks like uh, Captain Jack Sparrow's gun, but with the really really pointy bits at the end. <laughs> so, 
Really cool. Um, and this is a game with literally dozens and dozens and dozens of primary, secondary, and melee games, uh, melee weapons. So there's really, uh, and, and some of them quite ancient looking, others more modern looking, others, others that are obviously very clearly inspired by present day weapons too. Uh, you, you're going to find something that you like, and you're going to find something that you like that is uh good too so sometimes in the game the the weapons that look good don't necessarily function (laughs) as well but uh do you're pretty good about uh about weapons generally having uh you know functionality and looking pretty cool and of course you know like everything in the game there are cosmetics galore Uh, there are so many skins for weapons Uh, there are some that i've never even come across yet in my travels and i've been playing for years well um what uh second last question and and this just you know in case someone hears this and wants to give the game a go jen if you had advice for a new player and you were the newest player recently of all of us if there's one thing that you could uh tell a new player about this game uh to to sort of help them in those early stages uh, what would it be honestly i think i probably wouldn't be the best mentor for warframe because i feel (laughs) like i'm still learning a lot from you guys and i'm still asking advice on how to mod things I would tell them to do starters, do a lot of research, at least read up on catalysts and reactors and forma and how it all works. Go on the wikia, go on the forums, go in the chat and the game, like definitely seek out as much information as you can going into it. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of like, like you were saying earlier too, there's a lot of really cool players in the community that are really helpful, will answer questions, will not be rude about it, you know, will aim you in the right direction. So definitely seek out information because I benefited, Jeff, from a lot, and G-Man too, from a lot of information from you guys right off the bat. And without that, I don't know if I would have enjoyed the game. I think I would have felt so lost. And like I said, I'm quick to, you know, get bored with a game. I think I probably would have bailed a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. early on if i didn't know even the basics and the game's not very good at telling you any of that so yeah read up on it don't just jump yep. into it and think you're gonna know what you're doing yeah how about you g-man um you you're gonna have a selection of platinum starting um try to avoid spending it on weapons instead mm-hmm. keep it for stuff like catalysts and former and reactors and maybe trading at some point to get a good weapon like Soma Prime or Sancti Tigris because uh, you're all every Warframe can be gotten within eight to ten missions of hitting that the planet it's associated with, and you get a fair bit of free platinum right off the bat. Don't just don't waste it. Yeah, yeah. Um, sort of tagging up on a few things G-Man said. Uh, yeah. If, if you're going to use your initial platinum or invest a little bit of money to start, uh, be careful about what you spend it on. Don't, don't spend it willy nilly. Um, and, and, uh, and remember, you know, this, uh, one of the things that's unfortunate about the game is that even though it encourages you to collect, you have to pay for the slots to collect things. That's something to, that you should know upfront when you're starting to build and upgrade things and buy and, and, uh, build new things. Uh, probably the second thing I'd say is, um, Early on, find yourself a frame, after you've got a few frames, find yourself a favorite and really master it. Uh, I find that it really helps uh, you later on if, you, if you've gone through the process of sort of learning all the nuts and bolts in a frame. It means the next time you, you come across a new one, you're going to be able to look at it um, with fresh eyes a little better. Uh, I, I, uh, when I got Nyx, I basically learned everything I could about you know, playing that frame effectively, and I learned a lot about the ga- the game and, and a lot about how I would approach a new frame after that by looking at you know all the positives, the negatives. Um, by by really, if you jump around too much early on, you're going to be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So starting with you know maybe a favorite weapon, favorite secondary, favorite frame, and really coming to grips with what they're great at uh, will help you later on uh, to the point where. Uh, you'll get to the point where players like us that are fairly high level, when a new weapon comes on or a new frame, we're kind of able to to sound it out relatively quickly by, you know, just what we've learned from the in in the past about what works and what doesn't. Uh, it's very rare that something comes along that there isn't any analog for at all. 
Um, so it, it certainly helps. And it, and it means you're not going to make a stupid decision and, and buy something or discard something that uh, might have some use later. Uh, and also wikis. I mean, I think, Jen, you might have mentioned there's a lot of <laughs> really good, great information out there that uh, is definitely valuable for a starting player because it's just an overwhelming amount of information. Yeah, uh, to, if to I uh, had to have any criticism of Warframe, aside from the fact that it's free to play, which is kind of a necessary evil, is that it is very bad at explaining concepts to the point yeah. that I learned I'm a master of rank 20 at the moment, Jeff's 21, and I didn't know this, but if you arrange your carrier precepts in order, it will <laughs> assign the priority of yeah. what you want that carrier to do. Uh, yeah. Sorry, that's Sentinel to do. Sentinel, I'm yeah. saying carrier because it's the only one I ever imagined anyone <laughs> ever using. Uh, but it arranges the priority of the precepts that that Sentinel should use. And I didn't yeah. know that up until maybe a half a week ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sort of leads to my last question, which is uh, stuff that they could do better. Uh Jen, uh, is there something that they could change or update about this game uh, or, or a wish list thing that they could add in the future, a feature, something that uh, would improve the Warframe experience just generally, not just new players, but just what could make it better? Um, I feel like if it's ever possible, I would like more of the like special cinematic, cinematic type like here, here. quests, you yeah. know, a little bit more often. And yeah, they they like... You know, there is a tutorial when you first play the game, but it needs to be longer and it needs to cover more and explain it well. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, those are the two big things for me, I think. Yeah. How about you, G-Man? Uh, you, you did mention something uh, that, that uh, you know, uh, making the making the tutorials or learning curve a little bit easier is definitely an obvious one. Is there anything else? Um, I would quite like it if there were less and this is kind of a little minor heresy if there were less weapons that were kind of superfluous or yeah. the, same, the same thing yeah <laughs> yeah it's i like the variety but on the other hand a lot of the weapons are not weapons you will be going back to you will play them you will use them for their master rank hit 30 and then you will chuck them for the next weapon to use until mastery rank 30 yeah, you know, it yeah. would be nicer if weapons had a bit more thought behind, rather than just "oh, is this cool?" It was also, "will people actually use this after?" You know, aside from the cool right. factor. Yeah, um, per, I think they uh, they really need to go back and rework uh, quite a number of the older frames. Um, because unlike the weapons, which they don't really seem to rework very much, the the, the frames uh, they they do tend to tinker quite a bit, um, and I, I I think there's probably a half dozen at least that, yeah. that can use just a complete overhaul. As we've already mentioned, they've redone, <laughs> yeah. they've redone a bourbon, they've redone uh, frost, they've redone mag, they've redone vault, they've redone Excalibur. Mm -hmm. uh, there are quite a number of the older frames. Oh, and they've done Rhino, redone Rhino. There are some older frames that could definitely use a bit more touching up. Yeah. And certainly we're probably overdue for a uh, for works on the former system and the experience system as well as the oh what is it? I can't think of the name now. Uh, you know, as well as maybe rebalancing the weapons as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I personally also feel like the, uh, the, the mastery rank challenges should be more like tutorials, uh, rather than just the sort of strange, uh, ch like challenge modes that they are. Mm -hmm. I, I think they should be designed to teach you something and not just annoy you by having you do something <laughs> that you can already do at that point and yeah. should know well enough about. Um, yeah. And, and, and possibly even, um, start them earlier on you know um I, I just feel like there's a lot of wasted potential there the tutorials that are there are um th th they're, they're 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 better but uh better is a relative concept when they have <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when they better have... better being practically non-existent yeah <laughs> having nothing yeah. and just being like okay go find your way means anything is technically better yeah yeah 
Um, and, and it's probably improving the in-game codex a little bit too would, would be nice. Um, yeah. There's so much information out there that they could be in, you know, bringing into that system. Um, it, it's out there. I, I don't know why they haven't brought it in yet. Well, thank you guys. Um, I, I, it's a game that we've wanted to talk about for a while, and it seems like it gets mentioned on, in, you know, in some <laughs> different podcasts in, in, in passing. It's almost crazy that we haven't done it yet. Um, we may have we may have to come back to the topic at some point. I mean, God knows if we're still playing it three years from now, based on the first three years, uh, <laughs> it'll probably be almost unrecognizable yeah. uh, by by then. Um, as I mentioned up at the top of the show, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Enthusiacs or uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel Enthusiacs, where all our uh, video content, let's plays, and streams happen. Um, you can join in the, on uh, the right-hand side of our page. There's a, a link to the forum on enthusiasts.com if you want to join in the discussion there. Our email address for this podcast is pointstreak at enthusiasts.com if you have any questions or feedback for the show or suggestions for ideas. Thanks again to G-Man and Jen. Uh, I've been Jeff, your host, and thank you. Join us again on another episode of Point Streak. Thank you, guys. Thank you.